Father God, we need to be reminded today that your love for us is rich and is enduring and is true. In the midst of great uncertainty, we need to be enveloped by your peace, your faithfulness, and your kindness. So God, in this, in this moment, where, wherever it is that, that we sit, wherever it is that we join into this conversation, I pray that you would speak words of kindness and grace and hope. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining us today. If you're a regular at Central, if you've been coming over these last couple weeks, you know that we're in a series called Roll Call, helping us understand the specific roles and functions that God has identified every member of a body for. And over the last couple weeks, we've looked at the unique gifting of, of an apostle, a prophet. Last week, Pastor Craig talked about an evangelist. And today we're talking about shepherds. And again, we're basing all of this on the passage in Ephesians that says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, or shepherds, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, when I look at the story of the scriptures, I'm reminded that before there were kings and before there were prophets, there were shepherds. Some famous shepherds throughout the biblical tradition include Rachel, and Jacob, and Moses, David, and eventually the prophet Amos. The shepherds had this unique ability and capacity and desire to, to guide not either physical sheep or literal sheep or, or symbolic sheep through all of these crazy transitions and challenges that they face. And Moses, who had led the people of Israel, who had like literally shepherded them through their, their times of uncertainty, at the end of his career, at the end of his tenure, he said, God, will you please give the people another leader so that they won't be like sheep without a shepherd? Moses knew that if they didn't have a leader, they would wander around left to their own devices and, and die without any direction, without any sustenance, without any wisdom. And so the role of shepherd reminds us that we, we need the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, Jesus, and human shepherds who partner alongside of him to make sure that we don't get lost in a sea of panic, that we don't end up drifting towards paralysis. Or that we're not left to the, the prey of the evil one, spiritual, mental, physical enemies that might kind of come our way to veer us off track. Every local body needs shepherds, plural, to remind us that we need compassion, that we need soul care, and that we need servants. Shepherds show compassion. They're wired for holy empathy. They see people with their hearts. We read this in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 and 36. It says, Jesus went through all of the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease, every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus steps onto the, the scene when Moses' prayer had gone unanswered centuries later. That, that this was a generation that unlike Moses and unlike the tenure of Joshua, they, they didn't have somebody who was anchoring them in truth. 
They didn't have somebody who was leading them into moments of peace and provision. It says that they were harassed and helpless. They were kind of bullied by the circumstances, bullied by political forces, bullied by economic uncertainty, bullied by scarcity in their own lives, and they were helpless. Not only did they have needs, but they were unable to meet those needs. And in the midst of their chaos, Jesus arrives and shows compassion on them. That word compassion, at least the the older English version of it, you split it into its two components, come meaning with, passion, meaning to suffer with them. So Jesus fully immerses himself in their pain and in their uncertainty and says, walk with me. I'm going to lead you on a path back to wholeness, back to healing, back to restoration. So if if you're a person, you are are prone to weep with those who weep. You want to celebrate with people who are celebrating. All of your friends would describe you as somebody who's got like an empathy meter that just goes through the roof. You might be a shepherd and the body needs you. Shepherds are those kind of people who show compassion on a flock of people. And shepherds are also people who bind wounds when others are injured. Shepherds aren't just people who point out needs. Shepherds are people who rally to meet those needs. About 10 years ago, our family was on a vacation at a lodge in Colorado. And my daughter Naomi was sitting on a bench next to me on a wooden deck that was about kind of six feet above the ground that was behind it. And she was so tiny that she leaned back at just the right angle. She fell through the slats backward onto the ground underneath her. It was one of those moments as a parent where you don't even, you're like not even cognitively aware that you're jumping over a railing to help your child. And I scoop up Naomi, and she'd bit, she'd, she kind of bit her lip, and she's bleeding. And a woman who was on the deck said, oh my goodness, she, her mouth is bleeding. She's like, it would be great if she had a popsicle. And we're like, that's a brilliant idea. And so my wife asked her, she goes, do you have a popsicle? And she goes, no. And we're like, well, in this moment, you're being entirely useless because you have identified a need that you are not equipped to meet. Shepherds aren't just people who wander around and like, that person needs help. Shepherds are people who are running to the store purchasing popsicles and delivering them in real time. Shepherds are people who actively bind wounds of people who are hurting. This is what we read in Ezekiel. God says, I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. If the role of the prophet is to speak truth to power, then the role of the shepherd is to speak mercy, to show mercy to the powerless. Shepherds aren't just spiritual first responders. They're long-haul caregivers. Shepherds aren't just bleeding-heart feel-good people. They are scrappy defenders of the weak. Shepherds run into the mouth of danger to help people from crisis. David, who would eventually become Israel's most storied king, started his career as a shepherd of actual sheep. The circumstances of Israel's history called them to combat their enemies, the Philistines. And so David volunteered to join this battle where he would fight a giant. You might be familiar with the story of David and Goliath. And while he's advocating for his case to go into combat, he says to the reigning king, Saul, look, I can do this. I'm a shepherd. I've been tending my father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. And I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it. 
Shepherds aren't just kind of like mamby-pamby gentle people who like kind of coddle you if you've got an owie. Shepherds, they're, they're hardcore. Shepherds are one part lifeguard. Um, they're, and then they're like four parts mama bear. They're going to hunt after people who are facing down danger and rescue them. You, ju- you just heard our team sing about how the Lord is my shepherd. And if you're at all familiar with the 23rd Psalm, there's that great line that says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, why would, God need, why would a shepherd need to make a sheep lie down in green pastures? Maybe because the sheep's natural tendency is just to kind of run around. They need somebody to kind of give them a time out and say, it's time for you to rest, it's time for you to relax, it's time for you to reset. Is it possible that God in his wisdom knew that all of us needed just a, a break from the chaos of our lives and we needed to lie down in green pastures? We needed to breathe easy and be reminded of his goodness and his faithfulness for us? says, your rod and your staff, your, they comfort me. So the, the, the shepherd has a rod to beat off enemies like lions and bears, but he's also got a staff to make sure that the sheep doesn't cause danger to uh, his or herself. When I was a child, our family was having a dinner party, and um, I was, my dad was sitting at the head of the table, and I was seating just kitty corner to him, just right around the corner. And I was bored, as eight-year-olds sometimes are. And so in the water glass, it was a nice dinner. And so we were drinking out of these glass goblets. I decided it would be fun to balance the goblet between my teeth and see if I could get it to sit there. It did not. It broke. And the, and the goblet shattered in my mouth. And without flinching, my dad reached across the table, put his hand in the back of my throat, and pulled out a fistful of glass. What shepherds do is they don't just protect us from outside forces. Shepherds protect us from ourselves. Shepherds come alongside us and say, hey, have you thought why you might be headed towards this raging river? Or have you considered that you might be headed off the edge of a cliff? And can I remind you that God has something better for you than what you're settling for? Can I gently lead you back towards home? Towards the great shepherd who knows you better than you know yourself and has promised to provide for your every need. I don't know about you, but in the last couple days, I've lost sight of what God tells me is always true. So if if you were at all like me, you were looking at some of the pictures that people were posting about the fact that there 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 was no bread, there was no toilet paper, there was no meat, there was no chicken. And sure enough, Kelly and I went to our local grocery store on Friday night, and the shelves are absolutely empty. And like I wanted, I wanted to join in the chorus and say, like, there's no food, we're all going to die. Um, but then I talked to one of the clerks and I said, is more food coming? And she's like, yeah, a truck will be here tomorrow. So I went back 12 hours later, and guess what? There was bread everywhere. And it reminded me of a line where Jesus said that we're supposed to trust him for our, our daily bread. That's what shepherds do. They point us back to the chief shepherd who provides for us at every turn. And then there's just one last illustration that I want to give you here. Acts chapter 6. Reminds us that shepherds are those who wait tables. It says, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and it said, it wouldn't be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order for us to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We'll turn this responsibility over to them. We'll give our attention to the ministry, to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. And then they chose this amazing batch of people who did this. And it said that as a result of their faithfulness, the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. 
What I love about this story is that the apostles said, the work of distributing food, caring for people's needs, is as important as the ministry of the word. But we can't do both. So we're going to focus on what we do, and then we're going to commission and deputize the shepherds to do what they do. And as a result of their service, the community was transformed. And so the apostles were feeding people spiritually, but the shepherds were feeding the widows literally. Keeping in, in, in line with what James says, the religion that our God and Father accesses is pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The church needs apostles and teachers, and they need shepherds to make the work of God and the presence of God manifest in three dimensions in any given community. So I just want to remind all of us that shepherding is something that we need individually and in a general aspect, but it's also something that our community needs in real time. So we're going to pray for us. That God, God would lead us to shepherd one another, to encourage the shepherds around us, and to keep our eyes on the great shepherd, even in the midst of great uncertainty. And then Craig's going to come up and let us know what that can look like in these very unique and perplexing times. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for the great love that you have for every single one of us. I thank you that you are speaking to us and you're reminding us of what matters and what doesn't when the stakes are high. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to be shepherds, to care for others in real ways, and then also for us to kind of think creatively and dream big about how you might be mobilizing all of us, those with shepherd wiring and, and those of us who don't, to fulfill the function of shepherds in this time when our community so desperately needs help, healing, and grace. We pray these things in Christ's name.